Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Be an Observer. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. My message is very simple. And my message is this. Your consciousness was meant to be an observer in life. Something like when you were a little child. I've given this example so many times, but I'll give it again because I think we can all understand it. When you were a little child, you watched things and noticed things and you observed things and you and people around you were doing things and talking and you just watched them. And you perhaps were sitting in the back seat of the car and mommy and daddy were going somewhere. They were in the front seat and you were in the back seat and you heard them talking and you saw them and you looked from mommy to daddy and daddy to mommy and then you looked out the the window and you saw houses and trees and buildings and rivers and bridges and people and animals and flowers and trees and it was all just wonderful to observe everything. And sometimes things happened that you didn't understand, you just watched. That's the way we were meant to be, to go through life with that kind of a carefree, blithe spirit of of inquiry, of wonder. And people who become great inventors and explorers, they have that kind of a spirit. For example, like Albert Einstein, he was that way. You probably remember pictures of him when he was already an old man. He had that curly hair standing out, and he had a a kind of an impish expression upon his face, and he was riding a bicycle, or he was he was walking around without socks on, or he was sticking his tongue out at people. He had a, a spirit, almost a childlike innocence about him. But you know what? It was because of that that he was able to make the great discoveries that he did. So that's the way you have to be. You have to become like you were when you were a little child again. But what has happened is this. Your consciousness, your attention, your awareness began to be grabbed by this and by that, and mainly it was people. They said something that was mean, or they were cruel, or they were impatient, or they teased you. And they began to get your attention, and before long, they began to hold your attention. Maybe they scared you. Mommy said, you've been such a trouble to me. You're always making trouble. And one of these days, I'm just going to leave and I'm never going to come back. Oh, no, Mommy, please, please don't do that. See, things like that. Cruel. Uh, You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Out in public, people have smiling faces. How you doing? Oh, I'm busy. How's everything going? Great. But behind closed doors, the mask comes off. And that in them, whatever got inside of them long ago when they hated their parents, when people teased them and they became resentful, it got inside of them. And now it in them drives them to be cruel and impatient. Do you understand? So this thing that gets in people, I want you to understand that it has a life of its own, and it has an agenda of its own. 
And when it gets inside, you think that its life is your life, and it begins to take up your life. So it takes some of your life, and you get some of its life. But what is its life? Its life is illicit desires, rage, confusion, hostility, cruelty, tease, and so on. That's what it is. That's its life. That's how it gets its life, its energy. It's like some kind of a parasite, you know, that, that sucks on something and it gets on, onto a, an animal and sucks on it. Well, that's how it sucks on you and on everybody else. It teases you, see, and you, you give up a little bit of life to it. And it takes you over a little bit more. And then it teases you and then it's cruel again and then it drives you and it goads you. And it haunts you and it torments you and it pressures you and it drives you. And then you turn around and do the same. It in you does it to other people. You understand? And that's the, that's the only life. So now I hope you, you see that this other life, you've always thought it's yours, but it's not. So now let's get back to your consciousness again, your awareness, your attention. When your consciousness, which is supposed to be untrammeled, it's supposed to be like a calm sea or a calm lake. But when the winds blow and it becomes, the surface becomes rough and then muddy and then you can't see. So what happens is that your clear, untroubled consciousness begins to be troubled when you see these things going on. You see mean thoughts, angry thoughts, vicious thoughts, cruel thoughts, and pretty soon the illicit desires and naughty things to do. You begin to notice those, and it troubles you because you think that it's your thoughts. So you're troubled by it. You try to brush it all under the carpet. It keeps coming back and back and back, and before long you yield and go along with it, and then you feel, feel guilty, and you blame yourself, and there, there it is again. Do you understand? So what you have to see is that it, it got in somehow, and now it has a life of its own, but its life is your life. It takes your energy for its agenda. And then you see its agenda, and you're troubled by it, and you don't want to see it. And so you, the only way you cannot see it, you tried struggling with it, it doesn't work. So you yield to it, and then you feel, feel guilty. You may have gone along with it gleefully for a while, but eventually you begin to see that it's leading you in the wrong direction, leading you into deeper and darker things and more naughtiness and wrong companions and everything wrong. And you don't like it and you struggle with it and it gets stronger. So now you must understand that your consciousness must have another kind of life. And that other life comes from your creator, your heavenly father. And his life is light. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good.
and his life is light by which you can see clearly and perceive. And it's a beautiful light that shines upon things. But you know what? When you realize that he is there, that his presence is there, and he gives you his light to shine upon things, when you realize that, then you see that you're no longer a lone ego struggling in the world. You see that he is there. And you stand back from the things of darkness, from the naughty things, from the scary things, from the, the wrong things. You stand back from them and the false ideas and the goals and that pressure you and prod you and challenge you. You stand back from it and just watch it in the light. You watch it. And the light has a wonderful, wonderful effect. First of all, it's good for your soul. And when you know that he's there, you feel secure. And you stand back and watch the things. And now there's a separation. You see that it's not really you. It's not your thoughts. It's not your naughty fantasies and daydreams and so on. You may have gone along with them, yes, for a while. They were a distraction. See, they also were a distraction. See, it teased you and tormented you on the one hand and drove you. But then on the other hand, it comforted you with distractions and daydreams and sexual fantasies and and knight in shining armor fantasies and so on and so forth. Maybe for a while it was okay, but it gets worse. It gets worse, and then before long it leads you to not good. So what you have to now quietly see is that this is the case, and you must refine your creator, that's all. And how do you find him? By becoming still, by realizing that your role in life is to be an observer. And so the little meditation teaches you how to take that step back. It teaches you how to take that mental step back so that you can watch your thoughts without being involved in them. See? And so you can see, watch other people without having your attention grabbed and without resenting them and being angry by them. But the other thing I wanted to say while we're on the subject is that it in you as you do what it tells you to, because it torments you and torments you and won't stop until you do it. So as you begin to do what it tells you to do, then lines of communication are formed and conditioning is formed between it and your body, between it and your nerves and your glands and your muscles and your tissues. Do you understand? And through this conditioning process, soon its cravings become your cravings. Do you understand? Its needs become your needs. And all the while, you are tense and nervous. And pretty soon, you crave relief. And so you give in to it. And then afterwards, what? Unconsciousness. So the only thing then that you have been able to do, you tried struggling with it, didn't work. So then you tried unconsciousness. So you drank alcohol, you smoked marijuana, you took pills, you distracted yourself endlessly. You tried to find some sort of unconsciousness so you wouldn't be aware of what was going wrong. But now, if you can get the little meditation which teaches you how to stand back and watch without being troubled, without being involved in what you see. So get the little meditation and give, give it a try. It's very simple and it's very easy. And all you need to do is once in a while, if you have a little moment when you're sitting on the sofa, all you do is you sit quietly, you close your eyes, and you look at the inside of your eyelids. When you look at the inside of your eyelids, what do you see? 
Well, you see, light, little patterns of light, a, a delicate glow of light, little pixels of light, maybe little sparkles of light, little patterns of light. You see those and just watch them. Observe them. Watch those patterns. See those patterns of light. You know what that is? That's spiritual light. And it cancels out the thoughts. As you watch those patterns of light, it cancels out the thoughts. Now the thoughts are gone. You're sitting quietly in the present and see the light. It's very, very beautiful. So get the little meditations I have. It's free. I have a short, a short one, and I have a longer four-part one. Either, either one is fine. Get, get either one. The short one is very simple. Maybe you should get that one to start. And then the longer one has, has uh, little um, helpful hints and instructions that you might find useful to help you in your meditative life. And anything that I say is only confirming what you already know. The main thing you need to do is to get out of your thoughts. That's where you've been hiding. You've been hiding there. It's a big distraction. And you need to get back into the present again and become as you were when you were a little child. Some stations carry only the 15-minute version of Shedding Shackles. To hear the complete 30-minute program, go to www.sheddingshackles.com and click on Listen. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland and the program is called Shedding Shackles. Today I'm stopping by to make a recording and I will talk about what comes to my mind. And what's coming to my mind today is that uh, the world is not so good. There's a lot of things wrong with the world. There are reasons for it. Basically, the human race has fallen away from the Creator. Do you remember the Garden of Eden? The human race was close to God. He created the Garden of Eden, a paradise, for man and woman to live in. But when they defected from the Creator, when they left the Creator, when they turned to try to do things on their own without Him, then everything changed. And you went from paradise to a living hell. And you went from a most beautiful civilization with God at the head to a culture with something else at the head. Now, the awful things that you see all around you are a result of that. It's that simple. So then the question is, well, could paradise be restored? And it could be. It could be, but you have to return to the Creator. Do you remember when you were a little child and you were yet, as Charles Dickens said, fresh from God? Every day was an adventure and the world was bright and sweet and mysterious and wonderful. Everything was wonderful. Well, that's what you have to return to, see. 
So that's what you must refine. And you knew when you were a little child, you also loved ideals. You loved bravery. You loved a princess or a prince who was brave and good and stood for what was right. And then there was always somebody bad in the fairy tales and stories. Well, that's the way it is. It's not a fairy tale. So, are you going to stand for what's right? And are you going to be brave? And are you going to do what's right or not? Most people don't. We like truth. We like what's right. But somehow, we don't do what's right. Or we do it, but it somehow backfires. And so, you have to find your way back to the source. That's the secret. So now do you understand why you have to come back to your creator? So how about, first of all, learning to sit still and realize God? And it's not so hard. So if you could just sit still and get out of your thoughts, they're always trying to distract you and mislead you. They don't want you to sit still and be close to God. They don't want you to be sorry. They don't want you to be sweet. They want you to be resentful and angry and prideful. See? And they want to distract you and lead you away in a dreamboat of daydreaming. You have to learn to stand back from them or they'll just lead you away to oblivion. So the meditation is helpful because it helps you to learn how to sit still and get out of thoughts that mislead you and come back to reality and experience reality. And reality is actually beautiful. Have you ever done someone wrong and you, you felt bad about it and finally you went to them and said, hey, I'm sorry, man, I really blew it. I, I shouldn't have said what I said. You know, I apologize. And what do they say? They usually say, oh, it's okay. But then afterwards, how do you feel? You feel so much better. You cleared the air. How many of you have a grudge against your mom or your dad or somebody? Let it go. And if you can go to them and say, you know, when I was a kid, you did this stuff to me and I hated you, but I don't hate you anymore. I just want you to know that what you did to me wasn't right, but I don't hate you anymore. And you clear the air. Never mind whether they say okay or not okay, or they deny what they did or whatever. But at least he cleared the air. You see what I mean? And then walk away. Shake the dust from your sandals and walk away. Free! So that's the other thing. How about all these things now? You're not free. You're not free. You want to be free. You want to be happy. You want to live in paradise again? It begins in mind, you know. Let those things go. Get my meditation. Take three meditations a day. One in the morning, one at noon, one in the evening. Your consciousness must have another kind of life. And that other life comes from your Creator, your Heavenly Father. And His life is light. 
by which you can see clearly and perceive. And it's a beautiful light that shines upon things. But you know what? When you realize that he is there, that his presence is there, and he gives you his light to shine upon things, when you realize that, then you see that you're no longer a lone ego struggling in the world. You see that he is there. And you stand back from the things of darkness, from the naughty things, from the scary things, from the, the wrong things. You stand back from them and the false ideas and the goals and that pressure you and prod you and challenge you. You stand back from it and just watch it in the light. You watch it. And the light has a wonderful, wonderful effect. First of all, it's good for your soul. And when you know that he's there, you feel secure. And you stand back and watch the things. And now there's a separation. You see that it's not really you. It's not your thoughts. It's not your naughty fantasies and daydreams and so on. You may have gone along with them, yes, for a while. They were a distraction. See, they also were a distraction. See, it teased you and tormented you on the one hand and drove you. But then on the other hand, it comforted you with distractions and daydreams and sexual fantasies and and knight in shining armor fantasies and so on and so forth. Maybe for a while it was okay, but it gets worse. It gets worse, and then before long it leads you to not good. So what you have to now quietly see is that this is the case, and you must refine your creator, that's all. And how do you find him? By becoming still, by realizing that your role in life is to be an observer. And so the little meditation teaches you how to take that step back. It teaches you how to take that mental step back so that you can watch your thoughts without being involved in them. See? And so you can see, watch other people without having your attention grabbed and without resenting them and being angry by them. But the other thing I wanted to say while we're on the subject is that it in you as you do what it tells you to, because it torments you and torments you and won't stop until you do it. So as you begin to do what it tells you to do, then lines of communication are formed and conditioning is formed between it and your body, between it and your nerves and your glands and your muscles and your tissues. Do you understand? And through this conditioning process, soon its cravings become your cravings. Do you understand? Its needs become your needs. And all the while, you are tense and nervous. And pretty soon, you crave relief. And so you give in to it. And then afterwards, what? Unconsciousness. So the only thing then that you have been able to do, you tried struggling with, it didn't work. So then you tried unconsciousness. So you drank alcohol, you smoked marijuana, you took pills, you distracted yourself endlessly. You tried to find some sort of unconsciousness so you wouldn't be aware of what was going wrong. But now, if you can get the little meditation which teaches you how to stand back and watch without being troubled, without being involved in what you see. And without, see, if you see fear, then don't fear the fear. If you see resentment, don't resent the resentment. If you see cravings, then just watch them. See, and if there's naughty thoughts, then realize they're not your thoughts. Just stand back, watch. See, and God will give you the power to not go along with them. He will give you the power to watch them and not react. See, that's, that's another aspect of faith of, and of trust. 
But you will learn that. Don't you can't give it to yourself, and you you can't you don't do positive affirmations and and things like that. It doesn't. They're just more just lying to yourself. You're fooling yourself. So get the little meditation and give give it a try. It's very simple and it's very easy. And all you need to do is once in a while, if you have a little moment when you're sitting on the sofa, all you do is you sit quietly, you close your eyes, and you look at the inside of your eyelids. When you look at the inside of your eyelids, what do you see? Well, you see light, little patterns of light, a delicate glow of light, little pixels of light, maybe little sparkles of light, little patterns of light. You see those and just watch them. Observe them. Watch those patterns. See those patterns of light. You know what that is? That's spiritual light. And it cancels out the thoughts. As you watch those patterns of light, it cancels out the thoughts. Now the thoughts are gone. You're sitting quietly in the present. Maybe you can hear the computer hum, or a car go by, or you can hear a bird outside singing. It's very quiet. And you watch those light. Just watch the light on the inside of your eyelids. At the same time, you can become aware of your hand. Let's say your right hand. Just notice your, your hand. Notice your fingers as you notice them. They may become a little tingly. A little tingly as you notice them. Now, as you're watching the little glow of light on the inside of your eyelids, you're also aware of your hand and it becomes a little tingly. And that's it. It's so simple. And all you need to do is, once in a while, if you have a little moment when you're sitting on the sofa, or you're sitting on a little park bench, you, you go for a walk, and then you sit, sit quietly and close your eyes and look at the inside of your eyelids and see the light. It's very, very beautiful. That's what you must do. So get the little meditations I have. It's free. I have a short a short one, and I have a longer four-part one. Either either one is fine. Get get either one. The short one is very simple. Maybe you should get that one to start. And then the longer one has has uh, little um, helpful hints and instructions that you might find useful to help you in your meditative life. And anything that I say is only confirming what you already know. The main thing you need to do is to get out of your thoughts. That's where you've been hiding. You've been hiding there. It's a big distraction. And you need to get back into the present again and become as you were when you were a little child. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles
is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.